it's understanding the best process to build something that will actually sell. Uh, and it all comes from understanding who you're trying to sell to in the first place, because you'll never have to work hard selling a solution to somebody that's already looking for it. But if you create a solution and then you go out and try and find the people to sell it to, you're going to have an uphill battle. Welcome to the podcast. Good stuff. Thank you. Nice. So um, let's just jump straight in. I, I, I'm really, really excited for this. You do so much like online stuff. Um, you've been called a, a an alchemist uh, of business, and and <laughs> basically your your whole thing is turning people's uh, skills and expertise um, and and helping them monetize them. Right. So um, there's a lot to get into. You do a thousand things. Uh, uh, what? Yeah. Tell us. Tell us. You know a little bit about yourself. <clears throat> So I spent more than 20 years in corporate life and uh, never, ever thought that I would be anything like an entrepreneur or running my own business or doing anything like that uh, until probably around about the last couple of years. And then I took some training. I'd already uh, been trained up internally in the organization I was in as a trainer and thought, actually, I really like this. And I kind of reached the point in my career, which was, huh, is that it? Is that all there is? Do I really want to be here for the next however many, 20, 25 years yeah. or however long they extend the retirement yeah. date? Uh, and so I started looking more and more into running my own business, uh, took the plunge at the end of 2014 and then very quickly got into learning all about online courses and websites, principally to do my own stuff to look at my own stuff, get all that set up and, and sorted. But it wasn't long before I had people in the communities that I was in online saying, oh, does anybody know anything about this online course yeah. stuff? And I, well, actually, yeah, I know a little bit uh, about it. Uh, shall I do a webinar? Uh, so uh, I did that and uh, I'd put on a few other webinars and a few other bits and pieces. Mm -hmm. And then it just became a bigger and bigger part of my business until I decided to sack off all the other stuff I was doing and just concentrate on helping other subject matter experts yeah. to, to digitize what they're doing uh, and make it a, a viable part of their business model. I love it. So <clears throat> you've got a really interesting business model and I think we'll We'll go into this later. You've got like a multi-step product uh, suite. So, so tell me around kind of the you know the business right now. What are the different products and, and services you're selling? Um, uh, what's the what's the makeup? Sure. Yeah, so uh, it's all under the umbrella heading of the Get That Gang. Uh, and it really it started with Get That Course Online. Uh, and uh, that came just from looking for a name that kind of did what it said on the team. Genius. Uh, and genius at the time name. I was... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank nice. you. Well, the, the reason that I like it as well is that my name is Jeanette Tessier, mm. so it's GTCo yeah. as well. So it kind of, yeah, it nice. fits. Yeah. See, AI, ChatGPT wouldn't, wouldn't have been able to come up with that. You know, that, that's a human copyright. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So, so, so tell us about, yeah, get, uh, get that course yeah. online. So that was uh, really the one that kicked it all off uh, and swiftly followed by get that website uh, online. Uh, and then, of course, you can go wherever you need to with all of this. So I brought it under the umbrella of the Get That Gang uh, just to make sure that uh, all of the Get That's uh, were, were uh, part of what I was doing. And it really just stemmed organically from the conversations that I was having mm. with clients mm. and potential clients. So they would come to me to talk about online courses and we pretty soon end up talking about websites 
because we need to talk about hosting and where they're going to put their Mm -hmm. courses. If they came to me to talk about websites, I happened to mention online courses and they were, oh, yeah, actually, I'm interested in that as well. Uh, And then some of them needed help establishing their brand. So we've got to get that brand online. Uh, Courses naturally leads into video production. So we've got to get that video online. We've also got... You're getting that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. And I help them with the strategic stuff as well. That's awesome. So these are all of these, um, you know, get products or suites. Are these like online courses that you're selling or or is it coaching kind of? No, they're different Mm -hmm. things. So get that course online uh, is the one that teaches them how to create online courses Mm -hmm. out of the material Mm -hmm. that they've Mm -hmm. got. Uh, And within that, I have the book, uh, I've got the course, I've got uh, an in-person boot camp that I run and I do in-person mentoring with Get That Website Online. I'm a hosting reseller, so I can help people with domain names, with hosting, with setting their website up and getting that up and running, making sure it's working. Uh, With Get That Video, I can do editing services for people. Uh, I've also got Get That Book, so I can help people to publish a book like I've done uh, and how they can use that. so yeah. how are you are you basically just like solving this problem right you have like like 10 companies so i'm curious how you started do you just solve a problem for yourself or it's like oh i want to launch a book i figure out how to do it and then you sell you know either that that service or that information to other people pretty much yeah i mean it, it wasn't how i'd intended to start out but that's how it's happened uh, i have an insatiable thirst for knowledge myself anyway uh, and i'm not absolutely not against outsourcing anything yeah. but i want to know how to do something before i pay somebody else mm, to do it yeah. so that i know what i'm paying yeah. for yeah yeah exactly and you, and you don't get stuck kind of you know ten thousand dollars with yeah. uh, down the drain with nothing so so you have like a ton of digital products and Overall, how many digital products do you have and all services that you own right now, would you say? <laughs> oh, man. Um, if I broke them all down into the individual parts, then I would say probably you're looking at a couple of dozen. Um, I've got some legacy stuff. I've got some legacy courses that if people need it. So, for example, uh, I've got a course which is um, uh, Confidence on Camera, uh, which is principally designed to help people get used to being on camera because video is such an important part. And a lot of the people that I work with haven't grown Mm. up with this sort of technology. Uh, You know, when I was uh, first starting out in my first corporate role, we only just started having computers and email. So the concept of of being on video and... You're, you're yeah, speaking to the, totally. the uh, so, to, to, to the choir right now. Maybe I can get some uh, some, some discount codes for myself after after the podcast. Um, <laughs> uh, as you can see, wow, yeah, so, so so dozens. Do you reckon what like 30, 40 courses that you that you own and have watched? Yeah, yeah, there are there about. I mean, t- individual wow. bits and pieces and ways that people can work with wow. me. Um, you know, a lot of the stuff is like I say, it's legacy. So uh, I'm not actively selling that stuff, but I have it in the tank in mm. case I'm chatting with a client that needs that. And I would much rather have mm-hmm. something and be able to say, oh, here, you know, here's the thing, mm. do that, and then come back to me and, and we'll move on. Uh, so a lot of it is about being able to pro- provide a speed of response to the people I'm working with as and, well. And these courses that you have in the bank that, that you're giving to them, are they like available for public purchase or are they just kind of tucked away? Um, you, you said you're not actively They're selling They're tucked it. away, mainly. Okay, wow. Yeah, yeah. so some of them... Mm-hmm. 
Some of them I use as bonuses mm. for, for other things. Mm. Uh, and some of them, if I'm working one-to-one -one with a client, mm. for example, uh, and it's pretty obvious to me that uh, that they need some help, for example, getting confident on yeah. camera, uh, then I might, uh, you know, give them access to, to the course, uh, that kind of thing. Uh, but I don't tend to have everything available all cool. at once, just purely because people get overwhelmed. Mm. And usually the sort of people that I work with uh, come to me with a specific problem and more often than not, it's not what they think it is. But if I come at them immediately with here's, you yeah, know, 30 yeah, things yeah. that you could choose from, they're just not going to choose anything. Mm, too much choice is a bad thing. Okay. So it's really important to just okay. provide those entry level points yeah. for people and then we expand. Yeah, okay. I, I want to go deep on this kind of like strategy in this acquisition. But if you have like 40 courses in the bank and you have people coming to you, this must be like a great opportunity for you to cross sell, upsell, you know, down to really improve that LTV. Like, tell me, you know, a little bit about uh, how, you, how you guys do that. Sure. Yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm working with somebody at the moment, for example, who I've been working with for, for um, a couple of three years, something like that. And we've mainly done website and online course stuff together, although this particular client is yet to actually produce their first course. Uh, now, what they've had from me um, uh, is mentoring on this. They've had business strategy meetings. We've developed a few websites together. They've had the training to, to create online courses. And they've got a copy of the book. I know they've got a copy of the book because they've written me a review for it. Uh, but they just haven't managed to get themselves into the place where they have created an online course. Uh, and as part of the business strategy and um, bits and pieces that we've been talking about, what I'm now working uh, on with them is branding for a new arm of their business, which means that they can also produce a new book, which is going to become a lead magnet, which they'll turn into an online course. They're coming on my boot camp in October. So none of it was a at the very beginning of our relationship, I was thinking, right, how many different things can I sell yeah. this person? It's what's the right thing for them at the right time? You're so as value. the relationship yeah, is yeah, growing yeah. organically. So, so I'm, I'm yeah. curious, if someone's potentially um, either running an agency or, or they're a coach, how would you think about for them picking a product to sell, right? It, um, if that makes sense to kind of build into their suite, maybe they have high ticket stuff or a book on the front end. Um, what is the first mm -hmm. course that, that they should be launching? So that's a really interesting question because I don't tend to do a lot of cold outreach. Mm. Uh, I have an awful lot of referrals come to mm. me and I have a lot, or an awful lot of people who pick up uh, on stuff that I've put out online somewhere at some point. Yeah. Um, and even videos from seven years ago, like the one that you yeah, referenced, yeah, yeah. which I had to look up to think, what was I talking about in that? Uh, that's how people tend to get in touch mm. with me or they're referred by somebody else in their mm. network. So they usually end up coming to me with a specific question as opposed to me approaching sure. them and mm. going, hey, I've got a really great yeah. idea for, for mm. your mm. business. I'm, I'm sure I could do yeah. that, but got so it. far I haven't needed to. And what about for, for other people who you know, don't, don't have an audience, but people are coming to them, you know, asking them questions with problems because of their expertise. When, when do you know, you know, you have a course idea, A number one, and how do you kind of pick which problem to solve? Sure. So I think all of that comes from really building a proper connection with the person that I'm talking to and then working out, you know, who are the people that they are talking to? What are the problems that have been identified? Uh, and then we start thinking about 
where they're at in their business and what would be appropriate for them. So, for example, if I was talking to a new client and they said to me, look, I've got people who've got these three different issues and I want to create an online course to solve these three different Mm -hmm. issues. The first thing that I would look at is whether or not they've got any experience of creating online courses anyway. And if they haven't, then I would ask them more questions to just hone it down to one of those issues, because I'm a huge fan of saying your very first online course is going to be your worst not because you're terrible at what you do and not because I can't teach you how to make something great, but because you've never done it before. So your first one is almost a bit like your training yeah, wheels. Yeah, yeah, the MVP. So you need to create yeah, yeah, one yeah. Nice. to actually learn the process. And then, so we don't want to pick, pick anything too massive because what I see with a lot of newbie mm. or wannabe online course creators yeah. is they pick a huge subject because yeah. they want to create their signature yeah, course. Yeah. And then they get so lost in the weeds of it that they end up never finishing because it's a massive project yeah. as well as learning. I, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I totally get that. That's really smart. So how do you, you know, when you're launching an online course, how do you pick the best problem to solve? If there's multiple, and maybe give an example of a course that, you know, that you launched or that someone else launched, how you kind of identified that niche, you know, that, that niche problem. Totally. So it all comes from the people that you're talking to. So one of the uh, other things that I help people with is understanding the best process to build something that will actually sell. Uh, And it all comes from understanding who you're trying to sell to in the first place, because you'll never have to work hard selling a solution to somebody that's already looking for it. But if you create a solution and then you go out and try and find the people to sell it to, you're going to have an uphill battle, right? So talk to the people who are your target audience, understand what the issues are for them. And if there is something topical, then that's what you can do if you've got the quick enough turnaround. So twice I have done a creator course in a day where I have um, allowed people for payment to watch me create an online course from scratch in one day. And I let them pick the topic right? So the first session in the morning is me saying, right, here are four possible topics, which one do you want? And they pick it. And then they join me, uh, they watch me as I go through the process of creating the the course. So the last time I did that was on gamification. Wow. So did you end up launching that course? Yeah. So you're getting paid to build it. Okay. I need to steal this. I need to steal this idea from you. This is incredible. <laughs> that is, um, there is something cool. Like sometimes when I launch um, internal courses, we did a, like a, a, a chat GPT course building course that I did. And I was actually building the course and the sales page and the ads and running the ads for it in the course. It was like, you know, two birds with, with on its own. It's very meta, but, but, but what you did is, uh, is way cooler. So um, <clears throat> that's awesome. Okay. So I'm, I'm curious. Let's, let's keep going in. So, when let's say there's a there's a like, like a target market right C- the customer that you're trying to solve a um a specific problem for what what questions are you asking them or, or what research are you doing to try and identify where the problems are um what what idea or approach you should take um all that kind of sure. stuff yeah so if it's for an online course one thing i'm absolutely not doing is saying what do you want an online course on because that's not how people think right? People think in terms of their problems. And we are all, whether we like it or not, very self-centered. So as soon as somebody's talking about something, it's kind of, okay, yeah, but what's in it for me? How am I going to get this thing off my to-do list? Or how am I going to solve the problem I've got? 
So actually the questions I'm asking are designed to get them to open up and just talk to me more about what's going on for them at the moment. What's the biggest hassle? What's the thing that if I could wave a magic wand and take it away, you'd absolutely pay me whatever I wanted for for it. Those are the sorts of things that I'm trying to get to the bottom of. Uh, I'm not asking people what they would want in an online course. I'm not asking them how they'd like to get that problem solved. I'm just asking them what the problem is they've got. And then I can work out later whether or not there's something that can be produced in an online course that will solve that. And when you're looking for the problem, I'm I'm curious, there's like, uh, what's the difference between like a deep kind of like an emotional problem versus like like a, a surface level? Okay, you know, my Facebook ads aren't profitable, surface problem. Deeper problem is, oh my yeah. God, my business may go under next month. I have the fear of being an embarrassment, right? I, I, I'm not saying, you know, we're sure. not going to say that in marketing. Yeah, but yeah. It's like, you know, do, do you get yeah. all of it? Yeah, totally. yeah, 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 talk to me, yeah. Completely. So, I mean, the, the first thing to say is you can solve both of those problems. They don't, it doesn't have to be a binary yeah. one or the other um, solution. But what you're thinking about when you are creating online courses is the level of transformation that you want to offer. So a surface level problem is a small transformation. So how do I make my Facebook ads profitable uh, is going to probably be along the lines of try this, try this, try this, try this, right? Test, reiterate, test, reiterate. So, you know, that's a pretty simple transformation to offer somebody. Uh, so your differentiating uh, perspective on that is likely to be the way in which a you A strategy or a tactic or a mechanism. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Okay. So deeper transformations, particularly when it comes to the more psychological, emotional uh, ones, then you're really having to think long and hard about how likely are people to A, fess up, that this is something, or B, know that that's an issue for them in the first place. So I'll give you a for, for instance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do a lot of work with people on pricing for their online yes. courses yeah. uh, because there is absolutely no formula mm-hmm, for this mm-hmm. thing. People pluck a mm-hmm. price out of, th- out of thin air. Everybody does, right? You, me, everybody. Yeah, yeah. There is no formula for it. I have a lot of fun with it yeah. sometimes because people say, well, yeah. how, do, how do you price your mm-hmm. course? I say, well, take the price of toast, multiply it by orange, and then divide it by the number of hairs on your head. That is a good price as any for your online course. There's no formula, right? But when people are um, looking for something, when people are uh, trying to get to a price for their online Mm. course, very often what they've got are their own limiting beliefs around pricing and about money and around how much people are prepared to pay for things. What it is is a money mindset issue, right? And that's what they need help with is getting their money mindset online so that they feel comfortable mm. valuing themselves appropriately and therefore pricing their stuff appropriately. Interesting. So, okay. you know, mm. once you've identified mm. what the issue is, you've got to work out how prepared are you to go deep with trying to solve that issue? Mm. How prepared are you to work hard at helping people identify it's something they need help with? Yes, yes. Interesting. So, Interesting. You know, if it's, if it's money mindset, mm. I can talk to people through mm. some of that mm. stuff but there are actually people out there who are specialists in helping with money mindset. Uh, So if I feel that it's more appropriate for them, I might refer them on to those people Mm. and then come back to me when you've got that bit sorted Mm. and and we'll carry on. Or if it's not too deep an issue, then I can coach them through the, the, uh, the top line stuff for sure. The obvious easy stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And even, um, and on that point, you were talking about the, you know, the unique way of, of doing things where it's like, oh, you know, my, my unique Facebook ad strategy works better because da, 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 da. 
Um, yeah. You know, when, when course creators come to us, a lot of them have like skepticism around, you know, competition, right? So first of all, yeah. does competition matter? If someone's, you know, already killing it in your space, doing something similar, um, do you need to differentiate? How do you differentiate? How do you go into approaching, um, you know, saturated uh, online course markets when you launch? Sure. So first of all, competition absolutely doesn't matter. In fact, competition is good because it proves to you that there is a market in the first place, right? If there's no competition for what you're trying to offer anywhere, then you've got to ask yourself, do people really want what I'm trying to offer? So that's the first thing to say. The second thing is, yeah, absolutely. I work with people who have a healthy level of skepticism as well. Why would people pay for this stuff? They can find it for free on YouTube. Well, yeah, they can. But what you're speaking to is the for me, seven reasons why people buy anything, right? So value bomb about to come in. There are seven reasons why you or I buy anything, okay? It's to make money, to save money, to save time, to save effort, to get a physical health improvement, a mental health improvement, or to get a status uplift, to be a bit kind of, I'm better than you are, right? anything you buy is going to fall into at least one of those seven categories. Don't care if it's a loaf of bread down the supermarket or going out and getting another car. It's going to fall into one of those seven categories. And that's what you have to identify and that's what you have to speak to. So when people say, oh, but people can get all this stuff on YouTube, yeah, but they're spending time and effort doing that. Your online Mm -hmm. course can save them time, can save them effort. Mm -hmm. You've got two of the seven right there. Yeah, no, no. Totally. Even in even in like VSLs, because we do a lot of market research, and when we build funnels, it's like there is that aspect where you know pretty much everything is free on YouTube. Like obviously the instructor or the course builder will have like a unique aspect to it, but it is the fact that it's condensed. You don't know who you're getting you know yeah. advice from YouTube. You have to go to fourteen different videos and a blog post, or in six minutes I'll give it all exactly. to you with scripts and templates. I'm just curious across your your forty courses and programs, how many students would you say have have gone through them? Oh, God, hundreds. Yeah. So, I mean, I, it's it's one of those things where there are people who have actively enrolled in those sorts mm. of things and have gone yeah. through those things. I also have uh, repeat offenders, mm. so people that like to go through things more, the, more yeah. than once. Uh, I have people that do a course of mentoring with me and then come back and do more mentoring. Then there are people that have seen my stuff either on YouTube mm. or through other talks mm. that I've done in other groups yeah. and, and that kind of mm. thing. Uh, so, you know, I would say that my footprint is probably in the thousands, but the people that I have actually got an email address for is in the hundreds. Um, And that's fine because my business model is not about quantity, it's about quality. So I only want to spend time with people who I think there is a good connection with, who I think are going to take on board what I've got to Mm. say. So I'm quite happy, for example, having a conversation with somebody and then being a bit you know, watery yeah. about whether or not they want to work mm. with me, fine. I'm not going to follow up. I'm not going to chase. Yeah. I'm not going to hassle. Mm. I might not even say an email, send an email saying, nice to talk to mm. you today. Because mm. if they wanted to work with me, they want to work with yeah. me. Um, yeah. That's, yeah. Wow. you know, worked for me so far. Love it, love it. Okay. <clears throat> Sorry. That's, um, that's, that's incredible. Like, yeah, the, the kind of niche aspect. And I think, you know, the, the fact you've been able to build, you know, create courses to, to build this lifestyle where you can pick and choose when you want um, is is pretty amazing. Uh, one, one thing I'm curious about kind of going into the weeds, if someone wants to launch an online course, I'm curious around your opinions on price point. We spoke about it earlier, but there's obviously mm-hmm. free products. There's, you know, low ticket 
$47, there's high ticket $7,000 done with you programs. Um, how do you think about yeah. price point for someone launching their, their, their first course? So I think before I answer mm -hmm. that, I'm going to answer a pre-question that you haven't asked, but it's important to make the point mm -hmm. about, is that a lot of people approach mm -hmm. online courses assuming that there is going to be a best something for any aspect. There's going to be a best price, a best strategy, mm. a best platform, mm. a best uh, way of filming, a best whatever. And there is no such thing as the best anything. Mm. There's only what's right for you right now, right? So the reason that I say that is because I have used all the different types of platforms, mm. not every single one of them, but the different types. Uh, and I've used all of them at different times in my business because that's what suited my business at the time. Mm. I have also had low ticket, high ticket and yeah. everything in between yeah. at different times because that's what suited my business at the time. So I would say to people, you know, if you are listening to coaches that are saying, forget low ticket, high ticket is the strategy or vice versa or whatever it might be, both of them are wrong because it's about what's right for you at the moment. And the best way of doing that is listening to your audience, create something small to begin with while you're learning the process of creating online courses because you don't want to get lost in the weeds of creating a big or singing or dancing signature course that you never finish. Create something small. Make sure it's highly targeted to the people you know are looking for that solution. Test the water and then keep testing from there. So then try high ticket. Try low, try free, try whatever you, you can, but don't don't sort of flip-flop between things if something doesn't work immediately. So one thing I heard many, many years ago, um, which actually had me worried initially yeah. because it was somebody talking about entrepreneurs mm. and saying, you aren't a true entrepreneur unless you've failed loads. Yeah. And I was listening to this going, oh, crap. I haven't failed at anything. Yeah. What's going yeah. on? Now, this is not to say that I hadn't failed. It's just my mindset yeah, was thinking yeah. about these things yeah. in a different yeah. way. I was thinking about, well, I haven't failed at anything. I've just tried stuff that didn't yeah. work. And that's the difference. Mm -hmm. It's you will try a load of mm -hmm. stuff that doesn't work. Doesn't mean it won't mm -hmm. work forever. Mm -hmm. It just means it's not the right thing for you right yeah. now. Yeah. So, um, yeah. so what you said about launching a kind of like a quick, short, uh, front end offer early and then going down the line was super interesting. Let, let's kind of like dive into that more. If someone's launching a product, and again, I know that there's no right answer, but assuming that, that they want to solve that kind of problem quickly, that that first product you, you spoke about, can you give some examples of, of those kind of quick, you know, s small products that you've launched and, and how you think about them? Yeah, so uh, I think you're looking at something that in terms of length is anything between sort of three quarters of an hour to an hour and a half uh, is is typically a, a small cool. uh, length course. Um, one point that people consistently trip over is that they associate length and price. Uh, and the price of your course has nothing to do with the length of your course. The price is about the level of transformation that you deliver. But typically, a shorter course is going to have a lower level of transformation, typically, but not exclusively. Okay, so that's the first point there. And what I would say is, um, again, it's going to be a little bit dependent on the person and where they are with their target audience. If they have an established audience who are used to hearing from them and buying from them in all other ways except for online courses, then they can probably afford to push the boat out a little bit more and have something that uh, is uh, a little bigger, a little longer, a little more transformative, particularly if they've got a willing audience who can be to test for them uh, and uh, help them to sort of, you know, flesh it out and make it something really 
really amazing. Uh, but there's also nothing wrong with thinking strategically about having different levels. So you might want to uh, create something that answers a specific solution with and in the process of creating that, you identify what the next follow-on course could be, which could either be the advanced version of what you've just done, or it could be the next logical step for them to learn about. So the first one answers a problem on its own, and it, it can be standalone, but it's an ideal lead-in then to the next one. And, and I'm curious, if, if someone doesn't have an audience and they've built this or in the process of building this kind of small, early, low-ticket course, um, how, do they, how do they get customers? <laughs> Yeah, how do they build it? So it's all about lead magnets, right? And you can use anything you like as a lead mag magnet, but typically it's going to be something that uh, answers one of those low-level questions, those sort of easy-to-answer, uh, low-transformation-value questions, which could be just 10 steps to do something, uh, a PDF download, that kind of thing. It could be a mini-course. Uh, more typically, certainly the people that I work with will tend to put on things like webinars. Uh, so a free or a low-price webinar, get people in, you get their email address, is, hey, presto, you've got an audience, right? Uh, then what you do with them after that uh, is up to you. And there are all sorts of strategies uh, that people can follow for that. Uh, but a good rule of thumb uh, is sort of the um, uh, eight to two uh, or four to one, which is deliver four pieces of value and then one, piece, uh, one sell. Uh, so what you wouldn't do is get people in and then try and sell them something straight away. You've got to build that connection. Um, how how do people drive traffic to that lead magnet once it's created to build that email list? So again, think about where your target audience hangs out. So are they Facebookers? Are they LinkedIn people? Are they TikTok? Are they Insta? Where are yeah. they? Where can you get hold of them? It might even be in person for, for some people, for some of my clients mm -hmm. it is. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's absolutely mm -hmm. fine, but you've got to understand where they are mm -hmm because otherwise you've got to go through the whole education piece of bringing them over to where you are. Yeah. Uh, so if you've got any qualms at all about any of the online platforms uh, and your audience hang out on one that you don't know very well, uh, tough, really. You've got you to go to there it. and you've got yeah. to embrace yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Totally, totally, totally. And then just start contributing to the conversation. Start getting people to know your name and then when the time is right when it's appropriate and as long as it's within the rules of the environment that you're mm -hmm. in you can offer your freebie but don't just go straight in there and go hey yeah. i've got this thing who wants it because nobody mm -hmm. knows you and trust mm -hmm. me they're going to be going well who the hell are you and why should i yeah, yeah. you know people value their email addresses a lot more these days than mm -hmm. they used to and and when you're thinking of of content ideas right so let's say it's uh, you know my audience is on tiktok so i i need to figure out tiktok Fingers crossed it, you know, it probably is TikTok to be honest um, and I need to. But anyway, <laughs> one platform at a time for me. Um, so, you know, TikTok yeah. or even um, like Reddit or, or, or Facebook groups. I, I understand kind of you're speaking into comment sections, but if you're actually creating content, um, yep. what, how do you come up with ideas for content? How do you approach content that you know, gets people in and, and gets people to your lead magnet? So I think there are a couple of ways to, to do that. Um, one of them is to simply just do a bit of a brain dump. And whether it's a mm, piece of paper and a cool. pen, whether it's a picture on post-it mm. notes or an online document or whatever it might be, you can just brain dump 
all the things that have been asked of you. So what questions have people asked me when I've been working with them? What have they said to me uh, that are questions that they've had, no matter how small or easy to yeah. answer or how big and audacious these things are? Write all of those down. Mm -hmm. The next thing to do is to go where, where your audience mm -hmm. is and hang out and just look at the conversations. So mm -hmm. it could just be sort of, you know, a bit of lurking in a couple yeah. of Facebook yeah. groups or whatever yeah. it is. Just see what sort of questions people are coming up mm. with. Those are all really good. Uh, you've got Google Trends, so you can look at trends uh, around your particular subject matter uh, and see what sort of questions people are asking. You can divide that by country as wow. well and mm. all those sorts of things. Uh, and then, you know, what you can also do is start putting out some content on social media that answers some yeah. of those questions and see which ones are the most popular. Mm. Uh, so, you know, it mm. is, it is a, a lengthy process yeah. for sure. Mm. Um, there's no overnight uh, route to success to building an audience because you've, you've got to have the audience, but they've got to know, like, and trust you before they'll even think about spending money with you. Uh, so, you know, you, you've got to build it up and you've got to create your cred credibility. Uh, and part of creating your credibility is understanding the language that your audience is using. So the um, uh, example that I always give with this is that I work a lot with trainers, professional corporate trainers who go into businesses and offer training, right? You could call a trainer a teacher. You could also call a trainer a tutor. But if I was to put out some mm. content that consistently referred to tutors, my target audience would kind of go, huh, yeah. I, I get it, mm. but you're not really talking yeah. to me yeah. because I'm using the wrong language, yeah. mm. right? Whereas if I talk about trainers, yeah. then they know exactly yeah. what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. So it's it's just it's understanding. Totally, that. yeah. And and even even from like a, a a copywriting perspective, I can attest to that. Where it's like there's these industries or different niches where people use different words. Like you know, like agents call themselves realtors. Um, you know, VCs yeah. use all these kind of complex terminology, and it's like even from a, a copywriting and marketing or, or ad perspective, it's like going in and seeing exactly how they talk and the words they use. Because if you miss that, they're going to be like, oh, you know, this guy doesn't understand me. And like you said, there's no, there's no um, yeah. uh, trust credibility. So you've built multiple courses in, in less than 24 hours, right? So for someone who's mm -hmm. been sitting on a, an idea for six months, you know, you know the exact kind <laughs> of person unusual. I'm talking about more um, who has it in a Word doc and they haven't filmed it, they haven't got it, and they're just sitting there on a shelf, right? Um, mm -hmm. How can someone get a course live as quickly as possible? Okay, so the first thing they need to do is go back and check their assumptions about what they're creating. Mm -hmm. The second thing that I would urge them to do is to uh, think about all the possible things that they could put in that course, and then they need to do what's called EDPO it. They need to block it out into essential, desirable, possible, and overkill. And they need to be really, really honest with themselves about what are the essential bits of information mm -hmm. that I need to have in my mm -hmm. course to answer the, the problem that I'm yeah. solving. What are the desirable bits? What are the possible bits? What are the overkill mm -hmm. bits? Because the biggest problem that people have is that they worry they're not including too much. Uh, yeah. They aren't including enough yeah. value yeah. Yeah. Uh, totally. in the course. So they try and cram yeah. more. Yeah. And ends up becoming six topics. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. get that. Yeah, totally, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I, it's much better to have a short course that answers mm. one specific question yeah. really yeah. well than yeah. it is to have a very vague, yes. long course yeah, that, that answers everything. lots of possible yeah. questions. Yeah, yeah, exactly, totally. Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah, let, let's keep going to the sequence. So test your assumptions. Um, yeah. Sorry, I was so involved in it, I forgot it. It was like a movie. It was, uh, um, remind me again, test your assumptions. So test your assumptions, yes. yeah. 
then uh, assuming you uh, you have made the yeah. right assumptions still, write down absolutely everything that yes. you can think of that could mm. be included, mm. then block it out mm. into those four areas so you end up with your essential list. So you're looking essentially for your minimum viable yes. product, right? Mm. So what's the minimum mm. amount of information that needs to be in this mm. course in order to answer the question? Usually by this point, you'd have come up with a working title. Cool. A great way to do this is how to. How to mm. what? What is your course about? How mm. to what? Okay, and that keeps you focused on what your scope cool. is. Once you've done that, then you can start blocking out your individual sections and lessons. It might be that your information has a natural step. So you have to do step one, then step two, then step three. Mm. Or it could be that you choose the order in which you deliver the information. You have a choice point here. Um, some hosting platforms will allow you to drip your information out cool. in a specific order. Mm. Uh, or you might make everything available and people can jump around and skip around, which they will yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, in whichever order yeah. takes their fancy. Mm. And that's fine. You know, there are, there are pros and cons to both of those. But you need to decide what makes logical sense for you in terms of what you're delivering and when. Yeah. I would strongly, strongly, strongly advise anybody to write down some learning objectives for each of their lessons. This sounds jargony. It sounds dull. Yeah. It sounds far mm. too mm. boring. Yeah. But I promise you, it keeps you focused on what you're talking about in each of the lessons. Mm. So when it comes to filming, mm. you know precisely what you're covering in that video and your brain's not going, oh, what about yeah, this? Yeah. Just talk about yeah. this thing really yeah, quickly. Because yeah. then you end up talking on camera for 20 minutes and ain't nobody going to listen to that. So, you know. Nice. All right, okay. Well, I'm I'm sure there's more steps. Let's let's um, uh, backtrack. So you're saying, talking about, you know, what I'll call offer building, but basically, you know, what are we including in the in the course? Are we just launching videos, or are we adding in extra products? You know, are we adding in bonus and bonus templates, scripts, yeah. kind of? How do you think about kind of yeah, crafting totally. the the offer? So. You don't have to, is the first thing to mm. say. Uh, and again, um, what we're trying to do is strip out anything that becomes a blocker mm. for people actually getting it done and getting it finished yeah. and getting it out there. Okay. So you absolutely don't have to offer downloads or bonuses or anything like that. However, some things are really easy to include. Mm. Uh, so for example, a lot of hosting platforms will allow you to include a certificate of completion, right? If it's just a question of toggling the box that's on for that, do it yeah. because that in itself is something. People that like certificates love mm. certificates. Yeah. People that aren't fussed by them aren't fussed yeah. by them, right? So if you've got the opportunity, just toggle it on. <laughs> Easy. Jobs are good. Yeah. The other thing that you can think about is uh, if you have created your course, your lessons through using slides, so maybe you're doing audio over, you might be on camera as well at the same time, doesn't really matter. But if you've got slides, you could, could have those slides available as a download. Easy. Mm -hmm. Extra perceived value yeah. for very little extra yeah. effort. You might want to pay somebody on Fiverr or people per hour or whatever it might be to turn those slides into a workbook <laughs> or worksheets yeah. or something like that. Yeah, Again, an easy way to yeah. add extra value. Yeah, yeah. You've got swipe files, cheat yep. sheets, templates, yep. all these mm -hmm. things that you yep. can create for people. Mm -hmm. You can uh, do calculator tools yep. on a spreadsheet. Mm -hmm. You can go as far as having an app if you wow. want to, yeah, yeah. but don't stop producing your course because you're waiting to get you want to build that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have to do it, it should be an addition to the course, not you know, uh, a completely yeah. separate thing. All right. Yeah, it should be complementary. Yeah. So, yeah. so, so yeah. let's keep going through this kind of, you know, 
12-hour course building process, less, probably like eight. So um, we have all the content written out. We, we've done the learning objectives. How do you take a, a course yep. outline and film it and get it live uh, as quickly as possible? So you really want to write out um, bullet points for each of your lessons, mm. for each of your videos mm. uh, that you want to produce, and you want to decide how you are going to present those videos. So are you going to be on camera or are you going to be talking over your slides? Mm. One thing to, to note here is that if you're just going to present slides with music, uh, automatically animating through, that is not an online course. That is a glorified ebook, right? So the, you know, there has to be a human element hilarious. in there. There has to be a voice that is, in, uh, wow. at least. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. Nice talking, talking yeah. people through stuff. Um, and then what you're also trying to do is not overload people mm. in each lesson. So one thing I often tell newbie course creators is that they want to try and keep each lesson to a minimum, a maximum, sorry, of five minutes. And actually, probably somewhere between two to three minutes, uh, which people sort of usually re respond to in one of two ways. It's uh, either that's too long or that's too short wow. for yeah. them. Um, but if you're a proper subject matter expert, you will find it very, very easy to talk and then tangent and then tangent yeah. from the tangent and then sweep back around. You might eventually get to the point you were making. This is a quick way to a very long and boring uh, online course. So you want to have bullet points, a maximum of three for every video, and each bullet point is one concept that you want to get across. And you can just have one bullet point, one concept per lesson. It's much, much better to have lots of very short videos than a couple of very long ones. Yeah. yeah? And you just crack on and do, but the really easy way of putting together what you're going to film is to give yourself a template for how you're going to start the lesson, how you're going to move into what you're talking about, and how you're going to end the lesson. And it can be as simple as every lesson starts with, welcome to this lesson about X. In this lesson, I'm going to tell you Y, Z. So let's start with Y. Talk about Y. Here's Z. Talk about Z. So in this lesson, I've talked about Y and Z. In the next lesson, I'm going to talk about ABC. Yeah, See nice. you there. Yeah. Simple yeah, as. Yeah. yeah. Keep some cool. Um, yeah. And then, and then in, in terms of getting the the visual aids, how should people kind of film it? And then, and then, what's the best platform to, to upload? I know there's no best, but but what do you do? Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. Learning, learning exactly. See, you're a good, <laughs> you're a good teacher. I feel like I should be paying you for this. <laughs> All right. So there are a number of options. Mm -hmm. uh, you can absolutely film on Zoom if you want to. Just be a little bit careful because Zoom uh, is something that can be quite, um, uh, well, bandwidth hungry and also byte hungry, megabyte hungry uh, as well. Um, you can choose to uh, film on something that uh, one of the free uh, or low cost mm -hmm. um, platforms. My best advice would be to um, use the software that you're also going to be editing mm -hmm. your um, film on because it just saves hassle in the long run. Yes, I know you can film for free and then edit in YouTube and do it. Yeah, fine. If you are confident on camera and you know you're not going to make any mistakes and all you need to do is top and mm -hmm. tail, absolutely you can do mm -hmm. that. But if you're new to this stuff, you're going to want to do a little bit more editing yeah. than, than that. Yeah. So be prepared to invest. You don't have to invest a lot. So you can look at something like Loom mm -hmm. or you can look at something like um, ScreenPal. Mm -hmm. Used to be called Screencast-O-Matic. Yep. Um, and then they changed the name like literally a month after I'd written my book nice. and published it. But 
we won't yeah, go into yeah. that, uh, which was fun. Um, but both of those really low cost options for you to be able to both record what you're doing cool. and you can record your webcam and your screen yeah. at the same time mm. and you can edit in those programs. Personally, I use Camtasia. I'm a PC girl. Um, if you use a Mac, then you probably want to look at something like ScreenFlow. These are sort of mid-budget options. If you have access already to something whizzy like Adobe Premiere Pro, then great, but don't go out and buy it specifically yeah. because it's quite advanced from an editing point yeah. of view uh, for people to use. But you can you can get some really good stuff done with um, uh, ScreenPal or with Perfect. Loom for sure. Cool. Um, and just, you know, if you need to, you can film on your smartphone. Uh, but again, it's probably going to be more hassle than it's worth. So it's worth thinking about investing uh, in a separate microphone, separate webcam and recording and editing software for, for sure. Perfect. All right. Well, um, we're, we've got to move towards wrapping up, um, unfortunately. I'll let you link to stay on. I'm learning a ton. I'm having fun. So, so let me know how it got me time. <laughs> I, I would love to hear... Um, before you go, obviously we'll, we'll do the whole, you know, kind of where can people find you thing, but I'm curious, um, about some of the craziest courses that you've worked on, right? So, so you've helped probably thousands of people. You said launch online courses. What are the, um, what are some of the biggest kind of craziest stories that you've, uh, that you've been a part of that you're allowed to share? So, I mean, yeah, yeah I've, I've worked with, um, uh, a lovely lady who, um, did walking tours um but she was very interested in the specific aspects of architecture uh, and actually ended up producing an online course all about gargoyles you know those yeah, yeah, concrete yeah. creatures yeah. that sit on the corner yeah, of building yeah. and it was all about those and the history of those and i just thought i had no idea wow that's just bonkers yeah. Yeah, yeah uh so that that was really kind of wow okay and it sold you know because she knew her target audience and, and the people that were following yeah. her uh, were were really interested in this sort of stuff. It's like, oh, okay. Um, the one I was interested in that she produced was the history of cocktails. That was a good one, uh, I think. You know, learning learning all about how to make cocktails nice. and that kind of thing um, was quite different. But yeah, same person, same audience. It's uh, really bizarre. Um, not somebody that I've worked with, but I know there is a lady somewhere in America who has produced a course on painting door hangers. And you think, wow. well, what? Wow. Don't, don't you just get the door hanger and you paint it? I mean, how is there an online course in there? But uh, it's doing really well and she has a whole business mm -hmm, about mm -hmm. it. Um, so that's really interesting. Yes. <laughs> uh, so I would say, you know, those two examples alone just demonstrate there, there can be an audience for anything, but just, you know, go out and find them and listen yeah, to them yeah. and listen to what problems they need solving, you know. Totally, totally. I, I love it. So... Is there anything else, um, any uh, thing that you want to share? You have a, a wealth of knowledge around online courses. Um, I assume that this audience is going to either have an existing course or want to be launching an online course. In your in your wisdom, is there anything uh, that you want to give? You know, uh, in terms of not you know, value to them. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so there are two mantras. Uh, I've, I've actually created, and you can find it in, in the book, there are two mantras that I have created, uh, which is the online course uh, takers mantra and the online course makers mantra. Uh, but there are two lines, one in each of those, that I think are really, really important to remember. One will be familiar for, for people, I'm sure, which is done is better than perfect. Mm -hmm. And I think specifically, especially when you're creating something for the first time, there is a tendency to let the little internal gremlins tell you that something isn't good enough. Uh, and 
I'm absolutely here to tell you that perfection does not exist. I don't produce perfect online courses, mm. for sure, I don't, uh, because there's no such thing yeah. apart from anything else. But you have you can't sell something unless it's finished, right? So done is better than perfect. Otherwise, it's just a gigantic hobby that you've wasted time mm. and money on if you're not getting any money back yeah. in. Uh, from it right so that's the first one the second one is that only fossils are set in stone and what this says is you can change your mind at any point about any of it so you might choose a hosting platform you can change your mind about the hosting platform you might choose recording software you can change your mind yes. you might choose your course topic you can change your mind although i wouldn't do it until after you've at least tried it you can change your mind about any aspect of online course creation. The reason that this is important to remember is that there will be lots of choice points mm -hmm. as you go. So we talked about high ticket versus low ticket. Um, we've talked about hosting platforms. We've talked about recording options. We've talked about investing. You know, do I get this webcam or that microphone or, or whatever it might be? There will be lots of choice points. You can change your mind at any yeah. time. Like all right. That. The important thing is to pick one and move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Make a decision. And go. Nice. Yeah. I love that. Well, totally. well um, speaking of making a decision, if, once, if someone wants to make the decision to check you out, work with you, buy one of your 47 amazing nice. products. I see what you see, did See what I did there. Yeah, see, I'm, I'm getting the hang of it. I'm learning. I'm learning. I, I need to figure out, you know, how to, how to stop stuttering. But you have a course for that. So maybe we can, uh, you know, all, uh, you're going to send me the link to that. Um, but, yeah, where can people find you? What are you working on right now? Uh, sure. Absolutely. All right. So they're um, specifically for online courses. They can find me on uh, the getthatgang.com is, is the access point to everything. But for online courses, it's getthatcourseonline.com. The book is entitled the, the same thing, Get That Course Online. Is that backwards on your no, screen? It's no, 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 it's perfect. It's perfect. Yeah, That's right. Yeah, then. We got you. Uh, so this is available on Amazon uh, right now uh, on paperback and audio. I'm literally in the process of finishing the final edits for the online course mm. um, that you can also buy uh, on this. All of the information is on getthatcourseonline.com. Uh, you can find me on Facebook uh, and also on LinkedIn. Those are the two platforms that I tend to be on the most. Uh, and uh, yeah, just get in touch and, and uh, we can take it from there. Nice. Well, Jeanette, thank you so much for coming. I learned a ton. I, I wish we could talk for longer. Maybe we can talk again. Um, yeah, really, really. Absolutely. We'll do another one. That was great.